When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 6, Episode 2, Chapter Titled, Her Answer, Part 1. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke about me messing that up last week. Anyway, now that I've explained it for you, I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And this is a podcast about Boy Meets World, where we watch, discuss, and review the show with you guys. And relate to. And relate to. We're going to go ahead and introduce ourselves now. Um, we, we, 112 episodes into the podcast. We're going to let everybody know a little bit about us. Um, I'm not. We're not really going to do that. Stop making that face at me. No I one was can so even, confused. I'm like, what do I even say? No one can even hear it. How have you been, Tanya? I've been all right. It's been hot. It's been so hot. It's been unbelievably hot. And to, to a lot of people out there, it's been way hotter for you and Holy cow, I'm sorry. Yeah, and I work outside. I work inside at my desk that yeah. we're recording on right now. I, I sweat do. so much every day. I spend most of my time in, at this desk. Well, it's a good thing you built it and you love it and it's beautiful. I feel like I should just sleep on it. And I would have the whole bed to myself? Yeah. But like it would really just in- encapsulate my life. Like this is where I am now. This is where mm-hmm. I live. Um, just I, in this corner of the room. I could at put this a little. Desk. I could put a little bunk underneath it. <laughs> I have a bunk desk. A bunk desk. Yeah. But Fred would miss you. Fred would sleep in the bunk desk. Oh, then I would miss Fred. Yeah. Well, sometimes you got to make the tough choice for your kill. Your for your kill for your children. <laughs> I was gonna say kids. Then I was gonna say children. And then I said killed. <laughs> while I was talking about our dog. So. I would also miss you. Don't leave the bed. Aww. Um, do we have a show to talk to you guys about this week? Uh, I know that's kind of our thing. but A show that's not Boy Meets World, even though it's a Boy Meets World podcast. I mean, we're going we're gonna to talk about Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. But first, we just watched the final season of... Atypical. On Netflix. Check it out. It's amazing. What? That was the most uh, awkward commercial ever. Well, here's the thing. I'm very emotionally like raw from finishing it, and my brain can't stop thinking about it. So in order to do the podcast about Boy Meets World, like I had to try to turn that off because the show is so brilliant. It is so good. Like... It is exquisite. And we knew that. Like, we watched the first season together when it first came out, like, four or five years ago. And we're like, oh, my gosh, this show. And then because it's Netflix and you binge a show and you love it and then a thousand other shows come along, we didn't really go back to it when it started releasing more seasons. I think we watched most of season two. You did. I didn't really watch it. Um, but I've recently taken a few extra days off of work to deal with some life stuff. And 
um, I decided that I was going to rewatch the episodes that I had already watched and then like just push through and watch all of it. And goodness, what a journey. It was beautiful. Yeah. No, watch the show. It's amazing. It's so well written. Um, I, I don't like, I didn't think it was going to be the kind of show that I would like. Um, but Tanya started watching season one and I was just hooked. But yes, I, I really feel like streaming um, the the immediate day one availability of shows was such a cool and exciting thing when we first got it. Mm-hmm. And now I think it's a problem. Like, yeah. Because how many shows have we watched and just obsessed over that show for three whole days? And then three whole weeks later we're like what happened in that season yeah and then we're like we in between that we've watched two other whole series that like have kind of pushed that series out of our brains and i don't want a typical pushed out of my brain like i think that's one of the reasons why like in in our adulthood we have become kind of obsessive over things because of the fact that if we don't. It gets pushed out of our brains by something else. And mm-hmm. we kind of want to hold on to those feelings that we have while we're watching it and experiencing it. And I, that's how I feel about Atypical right now. I think that's how you have felt about Critical Role for the past year, where you're just like, you've binged it and binged it and binged it. And you obsess over it because you want to be able to like look at something in your room and it reminds you of how you felt while you were watching it. Which, I mean, he can easily do when he's looking around our room because he obsesses over Critical Role. Yeah. But does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does. Yes, I agree. Right. I think that's one of the reasons why pop figures are so popular, too. Is you... Popular. <laughs> it's because you, you find something that you're like, this this show or this comic or whatever, it means something so much to me. But I want to see uh, one of these characters with a giant head and a tiny body. That's all I want. It would well, make me happy. Well, it's more like I need something that I can sit on my dresser to mm-hmm. remind me of the feeling that this this show or this music or whatever gave to me so that I don't forget when I'm in the middle of a thousand other things. Right. Yes, I agree. Yeah, so watch Atypical. It's watch so Watch Atypical and watch it one episode a week. Uh, don't do that because it is beautiful back to back to back. Like, <laughs> and it's over now. Like, we just, it's okay to do that now because it's over. Yeah, but it's still the same situation. Yeah. Like, it would be better to spread it out. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, most shows are better spread out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we, we've, we found that Young Sheldon was different. Like, that show is better when you watch it back to back to back right but really no more than like three or four episodes at a time yeah like but it does like help with the fluidity of it Mm -hmm. to watch it back to back um and i think like if we were able to watch boy meets world in like four episode like clusters or whatever it actually might help with you know some of it might help take away some of the negative feelings that we have towards some of the episodes because we would have like way more good things like to focus on throughout it um for sure but that's what we've talked about over and over and over again while we're doing this podcast is we have never felt the same way about this show 
that we did when we would binge watch it. Mm -hmm. Because we're waiting and we're watching and we're picking it apart and we're seeing things that we otherwise didn't see, which also means we're finding negatives that we wouldn't normally find. Right. But it also means, like last week, we're finding moments that we wouldn't normally find. Like Eric making faces in the background that were just... I mean, it made the episode. Right. Uh, so, I mean, it is good where it kind of like dulls it a little bit. So things are less bad, but mm-hmm. it also dulls the things that are exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Anyway, we also watched Boy Meets... Wait, you know what else we did? What did we do? We watched Boy Meets World Season 1 Episode... Nope. We watched Boy Meets World Season 6 Episode when, 2. When was the last time we watched Season 1? It was 2018 a cold day in 2018. Yeah. Anyway, Tanya. Yes. I'm gonna need you to blurb me up. I don't want to today. It's a pretty negative start. Well, here's the thing. The blurb is just like it just tells you. It just tells you right off the bat what happened. Maybe it's cuz we don't binge the show and you don't you forgot. But that's how it does. That's how Disney Plus does for a season and a half. Okay. I'll just, I'll just go for it then. I'll just drop the bomb. Let everyone know what happens in this episode You can right start away. just making them up again. I was bad at it. I mean, no, it was funny that you, like, it wasn't, it wasn't coherent. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't, comedy doesn't have to be coherent. Oh, yeah, that's what I do, comedy. Yeah, that's what I think you need to understand about comedy. Okay, so the blurb for season six, episode two, her answer is, at the chapel, Topanga says, I can't. To be fair, it happens in the first minute and 30 seconds. Yeah, but they try to, like, create, like, some suspense there while it's happening. It ruins the first scene, for sure. I have to say, I'm, like, moving my arm right now, and, like, my bicep is huge. Like, I just moved my arm up against my bicep, and it has gotten so big from work. This episode was directed by David Kendall, and it was written by Matthew Nelson. Uh, Sorry, I didn't know what to do with that. Uh, Tanya. Yes? Classroom, or not? Not. We're not in the classroom. Where are we? Uh, We are um, sort of at... The judge's house, which I guess Disney Plus thinks is a chapel, but I it's... wrote chapel. Why did I write chapel? Because chapel is in the blurb. Oh, Oof. but it's not a chapel. No, it's not a it's chapel. It's the judge's house. It was his house. <sighs> Disney Plus, get your shit together. So, like, we are there, but you hear Corey saying, "Like, in case you forgot, th- this is the reason I have that look on my face." Right. And so then they go through the whole, like... Scene from last week. Right. where And then it just blends flawlessly into them asking Topanga. Topanga recites the vows. And then she's just like, I, I... And they're just like, do? Do? And she's like, I... This is just the strangest thing. And then she says... Well, Corey was like, all right, come on, Topanga. Like, I was a man about it. I manned up. I did it. You can't just leave me standing here in my wedding dress. And then she's just like, I I can't. 
and then she walks out and then Corey is like, Oh, you hate to see that. <laughs> uh, and, and then he says, you know, what's funny. She asked me, I don't know why that's funny, Corey, but gotcha. Now we go to the car. Mm-hmm. The most, it had to be the most awkward car ride on the planet. Oh yeah. And, um, Topanga's just like, I'm, I'm just so sorry. I couldn't Corey. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And, um, He's like, what? Couldn't say what? Couldn't say do? It's easy. It's the first half of that word you love so much. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) That was the most Alden thing that Corey has ever said. It was such a me thing. Um... Uh, and then, like, they start arguing about it, and Topanga's just like, look, like, I realized as I was standing there, like, our families weren't there. And I want a wedding, and I want a dress. I want all of those things now. Which, like... She, I'm pretty sure, specifically said she didn't care about all of that. Yeah. And now all of a sudden she's like, it's all I want in the whole wide world. Yeah. So we go from the car now to the kitchen uh, at the Matthews house where they are again, like, ruining the fact that they did or did not force Corey into this. Um, They're still debating it. Mm Mm-hmm. Amy says, we raised him to be such a good kid for 18 years in one disagreement, and he goes off and leaves us. Um, and Alan is just like, look, it's this is ridiculous. It's 3.30 in the morning. Let's go to bed. Only creeps and weirdos are up this late at night. And then, boom, Eric walks in. Yeah, like, like I mean, without us missing a beat. It's like mm-hmm. only creeps and weirdos are up at this hour. And Eric opens the door and goes, how you doing? And, and they're like, what are you doing up this late? And uh, Alan's like, obviously, like, he's worried about his brother. And he's like, I have a, like, six foot tall Amazonian redhead living in my apartment. You think I'm worried about my brother? And uh, they, they talk for a second and... and Eric just goes, whatever. I mean, only creeps and weirdos are up at this hour. And the door swings open, and it's Sean. And he goes, how you doing? <laughs> and he walks in, and Sean is upset that Corey went off and got married without him. Yeah, he's not even, like, listening to everyone else. He's just going on, like, a soliloquy about how, you know, he's Corey's best friend and like he's supposed to be the best man and like they share everything with each other and Eric's like you think you were going to be the best man and Sean is just like uh yes and then Sean says do you think I can crash here I don't want to go out there with all the creeps and weirdos out at this hour and the door swings open it's Mr. Feeney and what does he say how you doing (laughs) so um (laughs) <laughs> they ask Feeney what he's doing, and he's like, well, I couldn't sleep. Also, oh. And he's like, all the lights are on your house. Everyone is yelling. Also, Eric parked in my garden. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric is like, why do you even care? You're leaving anyway. And uh, Feeney says, listen, you're giving me a hard time, but when someone you love makes a decision... And they decide for themselves that they want to do something. And now he's not even looking at Eric. He's staring mm-hmm. at Amy and Alan. And he's like, you should support them for doing what they need to do. And Amy says something like, well, you know, I, we, we, we just waiting for Corey to get back. And he's like, 
I wasn't talking about Corey. I'm talking about my going away party. So now we go to the car again. Uh-huh. They're still fighting. They're bickering back and forth. They're still going well, on and on and on. T- Topanga, mid-drive, grabs the rearview mirror and turns it to face her? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, Can hey, you even imagine? I would kick you out of the car. <laughs> like, like, that's the one mirror... That drivers use all of the time. Right. Like, all the time. Yeah. What possessed her to do that? It was, it was wild. And Corey acknowledged that wildness. He's like, what are you doing? Like, I he, used that mirror. And she, he says, put it back. And she reaches up and she puts it back. And she's like, I don't know why you're being so snippy with me. First off, because you don't want to crash and die. Second off, Corey goes... Oh, good. Now I can see if any cars are headed right for my crotch. (laughs) I think that that might have been my favorite line of the episode. That was another me thing, I think. It was. But it would have only happened if uh, Topanga was in the car with you. Because I would never touch the rearview mirror while you were driving. No, I know. I wouldn't touch the rearview mirror anyway. Why would she do that? Uh, it, was, it was dark outside. It's not like she needed to check her makeup. It was odd, and it seemed so self-absorbed that it was just beyond me. It was beyond me, too. Um, and and she's like, look, I just think I, I it was the right thing to do. Um, I want a big cake. I want, um, I want a white dress. And he, he's like... And oh. she's like, and I want doves. Oh, yeah. And he's like, no doves. And she says something about the white dress. And he's like, oh, we're headed for the whitest dress in in the world. It's going to be white hot. Because. Yeah. Because they're super duper virgins. Yeah. Um, Isn't that so strange that the wedding tradition is based around virginity? Yes. Like, I don't think it ever hit me until that, that like the the whole white dress that every single person does is co- it's based around something that doesn't even exist. Yeah. That's bonkers. Anyway. It's crazy. Yeah. No doves. No doves. And Corey finally goes, listen, I think, I think you did the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is something that should be celebrated, not kept a secret. Um, and he like looks over at her and he goes, you know, you owe me the rest of your life, right? And she's like, I know. She's like, you've got it. That was kind of a sweet moment, but it, it, it followed craziness. So now we go to Eric and Jack's and Rachel's apartment. But not Sean's anymore. Where is Sean living? I don't know. Not at the Matthews because he asked if he could crash there. That's true. Do you think he's staying with Angela? Mm, probably not. There's no way Angela's dad would allow that. That's true. There's no what chance. What if they're sneaking him? That's possible. That that could be a thing. Like, we only see Angela for like a split second at the very end. Yeah, of we don't even episode. hear her. It's so annoying because I love Angela. But anyway, we're at the apartment. Rachel is cooking what looks like just plain pieces of bread (laughs) and just like flipping them onto a plate. Mm -hmm. Toasted pieces of bread, but she's taking them out of a pan and putting them on a plate. And you see the boys kind of like 
start to come out of their rooms. They're all disheveled. They just woke up. And like, I guess they're sharing a room at this point because they walked out of the same room. Yeah, I guess so. Um, And they're like in boxers and like raggedy t-shirts. Their hair is everywhere. And they see her standing there like in her little robe at the stove throwing toast just regular old toast onto a plate from a pan and like they run back in the room and they come out a split second later completely put together in these like super preppy outfits with like sweaters over their shoulders um and they're like well good morning what are you up to and she's like i make you guys breakfast it's french toast and they like go off on the side and they get super um what word am i looking for weird yeah, weird, but like, um, gross, macho. Like, they're like, oh, God has finally blessed us with a hottie, hottie, hot, hot, hottie, hot, hot. Um, and Rachel's like, listen, guys, I want to talk to you. And they're like, please don't go. Um, and she goes, no, I, I, I just, I need to take a bubble bath and I don't want to hog the bathroom, but I want you guys to know, like, it's really important that I start my morning off with a bubble bath. And then they're just like, you have to take a bubble bath in our apartment. That was so creepy, what you just said that way. And it just, like, it was creepy on the show, but now it's, like, extra creepy to me. It was weird. Um, and they just, she's like, well, why do I have to? And they're like, well, because we want you to be comfortable. And... She goes off to, to um, take a bubble bath. Take a bath, and Eric like looks at Jack, and he's like, "We have a hottie taking a bath in our apartment right now." I love you, bro. And like, they're like, they're like, they're like, uh, dude, dude. I love you. I love you, dude. And they like hug. And then you hear Rachel from the bathroom be like, oh, hey, guys, I can't figure out how to work the stopper in the tub. Can one of you come help me? And they start punching each other and fighting over who's going to go into the bathroom. Yep. So that slapstick stuff we were talking about last week. So we go to backyard. Mm -hmm. And Corey and Topanga are about to walk in the back door of their house. Topanga's like, I hope they're not mad at us. And, and Corey's like, well, they're definitely going to be mad at us. I know my parents. They're going to be furious. And This they would op- seriously be our kids who think that, like, That's we're true. ridiculous. They, like, say things about us being ridiculous all the time when we're, like, very chill about almost everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. They're going to be so angry. And we're like, I don't care. Yeah. Drama drama anyway they open the back door and what happens there's a surprise party yeah there's a banner that's hanging there that says happy newlyweds or whatever and everyone's passing out cups of orange juice and i realize how badly i want to drink a really cold glass of orange juice that's a look inside tanya's head mm-hmm. about what she wants right this second doesn't everybody see like food and drinks on tv and it like kind of defines what they are craving I feel like that's what advertisement and stuff is. I think I, like, I spent 
so much of my life trying to be like, I'm too smart for advertisements. Like, they're not going to get me. Yeah, until you got a Facebook and your phone started sending you everything you talk about. Oh, no, I'm not too smart for advertisements anymore. They got too smart for me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're not going to get me drinking orange juice on a TV show. But if I'm scrolling down and bored with what my friends are saying on Facebook, and then you offer me a Critical Role shirt, yeah, I want that now. Uh Uh-huh. And I have it now. <laughs> I own it. Anyway. Um, yeah, they're, they're all excited. And they obviously think that Corey and Topanga did get married. And they're like cheering them on and saying how proud they, am, uh, they are of them. And they start giving speeches. And mm-hmm. then Alan starts giving a speech. And he's just like, I, you know, I knew this man I raised was going to be great. And he was going to have a great partner. And she was going to be the best thing that ever happened to him. And we're so lucky to have Topanga in our lives. And Corey's like, we need to tell them. And Topanga says, Uh, no, not right now. He's talking about me. Gross. And then, what, Amy takes over? Well, Feeny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeny gives a speech next. And it is absolutely lovely. He says the word dearest in this speech and it melted my heart it was so sweet i can't really tell you what the speech said because my notes this week are very um sparse the only thing i wrote down about what feeney said is he's like no i'm not gonna ask you to do too much because you guys have probably done enough tonight and everyone's like it was weird um so then it's amy's turn yeah what does amy say how is she feeling right now amy is well i mean she's made it clear that she is not happy about this Mm -hmm. but she's trying to fake it now because she was guilted into that Mm -hmm. um for better or for worse she was guilted into this so she gets up and she's just like i have to say i've known topanga our whole lives and and the two of them are just um I can't do it. This is a mistake. And, and you should have gone to Yale. Yeah, she like sticks her fingi- finger in. Fingi. Her pinky. <laughs> <laughs> she sticks her finger into Bangy's face and she's like, you should have gone to Yale. Or why couldn't you have gone to Yale? Mm-hmm. And that was like, wow. Yeah, and like obviously Topanga's hurt and she leaves and Corey. She doesn't oh. leave yet. She's like, I'm, I'm so sorry, Mrs. Matthews. And she runs out. And then Corey flips shit. Yeah. He goes like, crazy. Like if my kid got in my face and yelled at me with the truth like that. But like I would be shaken because mm-hmm. he gets in her face and like Amy's a tiny little lady. And at this point, Corey's pretty tall and he's just like looking down at her and his fingers like in her face and he's yelling about how much he loves Topanga and it's terrifying yeah he's like we are gonna be together forever I love her and I will always love her and you know what we didn't even get married because she wanted you to be there damn Corey and then he storms out it was a good yell it was a good yell I hate yelling though do you so much JK I know I don't yell at you I hate it when people yell at anybody. Yeah, I know. Anyway, we go back to the apartment Mm -hmm. where Eric and Jack just... Jack is sitting at a table and Mm -hmm. he's like wrapping something and Eric walks in. He's like, what you got there? Did you get Rachel a present? 
And um, he's like, what did you get for her? And Jack's like, it's this, and it's a book. And he's like, I got her a book that she could read in the bathtub. That's the best gift ever. It was such a good gift. And Eric is like, that is so underhanded. You're trying to win her over, and that's not fair. And he, like, walks in, and he's got, like, a giant wrapped gift. And And he's like, I got her a bird. Some kind of bird, he says. Uh, Some kind of bird. But, and Rachel comes out at that point and like, he's like, here's your bird. It's a bird for you. He's like, it, it, I saw it and I just thought of you because it has bright red feathers and it eats like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she's like, what do you have there, Jack? And he hands it to her and she opens it up and it's a book. But It's a book of Keats poems, mm-hmm. which is beautiful, which she doesn't get to open it. Like he hadn't fully wrapped it yet. He kind of hands it to her and he's just like, it's just, it's a poetry book i read it and i liked it and i thought you would like it like if eric if eric was not there in this scenario and jack was just doing the normal stuff to win over a girl that he likes it would not be creepy right but eric added into it makes the whole thing so creepy right yeah but she gets really like Emotional. Um, emotional yeah like she you you can't really see why like she gets so emotional about it and she's like how did you know keats is my favorite and then she like walks out and eric and jack are just like oh no we messed up mm-hmm. um so anyway then we go back to the kitchen while ton yawns and <laughs> um amy is complaining to alan about her her being Topanga, mm-hmm. but she and, keeps saying her. Like, and Alan's like, hey, Topanga, use her name. She has a name. Use her name. And it's basically like when you tell your kids to like use their, their words. Like she's just kind of going off and not making any sense. And he's like, use her name and tell me what you're talking about. And she's like, she basically says... I still take care of Corey. Like, I lay his clothes out. I do all of these things. And, like, Topanga now wants to do those things for him. Can you imagine if you were laying clothes out for our children? No, I can't. Yeah, that's I can't nuts. even. I can't even begin to imagine that. I also can't even begin to imagine being jealous of who my child is going to marry. Yeah. Like... Oh, well, now this person wants to take care of him. Go ahead. Have fun. I did my time. Yeah. You want to take care of me, too? Like, have fun. You want to grab me coffee while you're grabbing him coffee? Yes, thank you. It's my turn. So. (laughs) I have to tell you something before I forget. I'll probably end up cutting this out. Um... When I was fixing Finley's phone, I, I, when I got fixed, like the text started coming through and I, there was just a whole bunch from Emily that came through and I clicked on it and her most recent text was just like, oh no, Mario sent the nukes. (laughs) (laughs) And I wanted to come show you so bad, but Finley walked in the room. I can't wait until Emily is taking care of Finley. <laughs> anyway. Um, um, but yeah, so like, 
there is not a world in which I would be upset that someone is trying to take care of my son. Like, and, and honestly, Topanga and Corey don't, like, they don't seem to have one of those types of relationships. No, I can't imagine Topanga laying out clothes Mm-mm. for her. Him? Except... Except in a case where, like, they're going somewhere fancy and she's like, oh, you definitely need to wear this. In right. fact, I think we end up seeing stuff like that. I would like, know. You definitely. That, I, how would you know the future? Um, but Alan basically calls Amy on it and is just like, you're jealous of her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I just, I am jealous of her. Yeah. Keep in mind, Amy is pregnant, and her emotions are going to be bonkers. That's true. And they bring that up a few times where they're like, oh, we got another one coming. Don't worry about it. Like, mm -hmm. that would be so scary to me. Like, they are, like, late 40s by now, right? At least mid-40s. And, like, Morgan's what? Like, 12, 13 at this point? And they're They're just like... They're almost done, and they had to start over again. Yay! Don't don't worry. We're about to start fresh. Ugh. <laughs> All right. So we go back to the apartment, um, and we could just pretend like this part doesn't happen. I mean, I think we have to say that it, how much it bothered us. Like yeah. Eric says a thing about Rachel. Well, Jack says a thing too. Like so, so Rachel has been gone. She went for to her a room. while. She went to her room. They're like, "Are you? Do you think she's okay? Like, should we go in there? Like, what should we do?" Um, and and they basically between Jack and Eric, they're like, "Do you think she just like you know harmed herself?" And it, it's Eric. It's all Eric, right? But I don't like, think you were watching. But Jack does something right before that. No, it was all Eric. I think. Okay. I think it, any all of that nonsense part was eric um we were very disappointed in eric yeah like i'm not mad eric i'm disappointed mm-hmm. like people doing stuff like that is not a joke which we've been over in the um like scream episode when jack was the one who thought it was a joke so yeah super gross super bad so don't I like it hate it so, uh, blah, 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 go through that. Rachel comes out the door carrying a suitcase, and they're like, don't go! And she's a little confused, but they start to, like, give her speeches about how, like, they know they need to stop treating her like a puff pastry on a platter. And, and we, they know that they can, she can feel the sexual tension. And, and she's like, you can feel that too? And, um, but they're like, we... We just want to be friends, just platonic. We'll be roommates with you and we'll be there for you. We want you to be comfortable. We want, you know, this to be your home and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, oh, that's so good. Because one of the reasons, like, why I got so upset is that you guys gave me these gifts and you're always being so nice to me. And I realized that both of you are so much better than my ex-boyfriend could ever be. And, like, you guys are my heroes and, and... I could easily fall for one of you, either one of you. And they're just like, oh, no. And she's like, but we have to keep it platonic. Yeah. 
Um, and she like starts to leave and she's like, oh, but this, cause they're like, what was the suitcase for? And she says, oh, this is my ex-boyfriend stuff. And I'm going to go take it to the incinerator. When I come back, we'll hang out. And then she, as she's walking out, she's like, seriously, you guys are the most sensitive men I've ever met in my life. And she walks out and then the, the timer dings and Eric goes, well, bird's done. So, so sad. now we go to the monkey bars. Yep. Where it all began when Corey they were and two. Topanga are standing at the monkey bars and they're talking about the reactions and, and they kind of seem like they've settled, like they've talked things through and they kind of know. Um, and then you see Amy walk up and she's just like, can I talk to you, Topanga? And they walk off and um, Alan is there too. Alan and Corey kind of go off together too and amy just says like you know i'm really sorry you know we love you we know that you know that we support you and we couldn't think of anybody better to be with Corey, and we're very happy it's you and then she tells topanga that topanga can call her amy and like they love each other and it's very sweet and alan tells Corey that like he's super proud of the man that he's become and Corey's like you just called me a man and then he's like you want to get off that swing and do something about it and then like they get off the swing and hug in that weird awkward way that like 90s dads hug their sons with like really big pats on the back because they can't just like embrace their children um and then they all come together and Topanga and Corey are like, well, you know, we have made a decision. There is something we need to talk to you guys about. And Amy's like, well, before you do that, here, I want you to have this. And she pulls out this ring and she's like, this was my mother's engagement ring and I want it to stay in the family. She goes to put it on Topanga's hand and Corey's like, can I didn't get to propose. Now I don't get to put the ring. I don't get to do anything. So he takes the ring away. And they're like, okay, so when's the wedding? When are you going to do this? And Corey says, well, uh, no, Topanga says, well, that's the thing we need to talk about. Like, when we're ready. We're going to do it when we're ready. And Corey goes, right, before we do anything else, though, I have something I need to do. And he gets down on his knee and he proposes to Topanga um, and puts the ring on her finger. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we'll just get married when when the time is right. And you'll be the first to know. Mm-hmm. Talking to uh, Amy and Alan, in case you weren't sure who they were talking to. And it was very sweet, and then it's done. So now we go back to the kitchen During uh, the, for the post-credit scene. The credit scene. And uh, they're, do- they're doing Feeny's going away party. They but switched the banner. They didn't switch the banner. They like wrote over parts of the banner to mm-hmm. say, you know, happy going away Feeny or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's off to Jackson Hole. And Eric decides it's time for him, Feeney's favorite student, to give a speech. Where he says that he's been watching Feeney teach for 40 years. And then he goes, and, you know, I'm just so proud of... And then he does exactly what Amy did, where he goes, I I can't do this. I think this is a mistake. And then points his finger at Topanga and goes, why couldn't you have gone to Yale? And storms out. (laughs) And then Alan locks the door. Yeah, no, which I I'm really interested to watch this season and see if that's just a thing that happens constantly through the season because I'm pretty sure that happened last week too. Yeah, it did. So I I really hope that Alan locks Eric out every single episode. There's also a part in this episode like when they're in the kitchen, like in the middle of the episode, 
where um, after Eric leaves, Feeney's like, this is the reason why I can't sell my house. And mm. it was very funny. Yeah. So, Tanya, mm-hmm. how did you feel about this episode? I liked it, but it didn't do a whole lot for me. Okay. Like, there were some parts, like, I thought Corey was fantastic this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, he was funny, and even though, like, I don't think any person should yell at anybody, and, like, definitely a teenager should not yell at their mother, I do understand the frustration of people not hearing you when you're speaking to them clearly and plainly, and just feeling overwhelmed with just needing to get your point across, and that you could watch that happen with Corey in that moment. Um, it wasn't a hostile thing. It was an overwhelmed and like trying to push the point home thing. Um, I thought Corey was wonderful in this episode. Um, already the Eric, Jack, and Rachel stuff. Too much. I just want to like toss it in the garbage can. Yep. Last week we were so high on it. We were like, maybe it's better than we remembered. Nah, it sucks. Well, it just, it really creates such a uncomfortable gross feeling that surrounds them and i really do it it bothers me because eric is such an amazing character right and jack is such a good character too and instead of like exploring their friendship outside of these this girl it's going to just completely surround this girl who likes to act like coy about things and like Kind of like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to hug you and I'm going to kiss you and I'm going to like be in your bubble. I'm going to sit on you. I'm going to straddle you. But let's stay platonic. Like you can feel the sexual tension, both of you, like, but I'm going to continuously lead you on and that's going to bother me and it's going to bother me how many gross comments they make about her as if she's not a person Mm -hmm. and like I can see it happening but I also I'm really sort of interested if like we were able to just like splice Eric out of the scenes and just watch Jack how much that would be different. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, he says some things that are insensitive, but not to the point where, like, he's undateable. Like, not to the point where it's a problem. It's more like a frustration because he genuinely likes this girl and, like, is trying to woo her. It's the kind of thing where you, like, you don't like someone when they're with someone else. Uh And you're like, I really, like, you're one of my best friends. But I hate it when you hang out with this person Mm -hmm. because when you two are together, you feel the need to make these jokes Mm -hmm. um, to impress your friend. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's that's true. Like the book of Keats poetry was the sweetest thing. Like it was so sweet. And she didn't even really get to enjoy that as the gift that it was because of this like back and forth that they're having. And that robs the girl that you like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just, like, robbing yourself of your dignity. It's genuinely, like, this girl could be enjoying sitting in a bubble bath, reading a book of Keats poetry, but instead she's dealing with these guys being disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's just not fair all around. Yeah. Um, 
Amy was ridiculous, but very realistic. I do know a lot of people that feel that way about their kids and where they're just like, I want my my kids to like live with me forever and like I don't want them to move out. And I'm like, I cannot wait to see what kind of adults our kids are going to be. Like, I can't wait to see the things that they do. I can't wait until I can go over to their houses and be so proud of how far they've come and like what they've built. It's going to be so exciting. Like, I am not that parent at all and I cannot like relate to it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also thought Alan was phenomenal in this episode. Yeah. Like it was like he was a different person. No, they tend to do that on Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Because it was also like Corey was a different person and it was also like Eric was a different person. That's true. Um and Feeney was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, he was. But that's how I felt about it. I didn't get like I didn't even, like, I got so many laughs out of Corey and so many, like, feelings out of the things that Corey was doing for the first time in a very long time. Like, my uh, thoughts surrounded just Corey, mostly, in how I felt about the episode. And that hasn't happened in a really, really, really long time. But it didn't do a whole lot for me. How do you feel about this episode? I really like the episode. I thought it was, I thought it was a great episode if you filter out the Eric and Jack stuff. Like that stuff really bothered me um for all the same reasons that you said. Like I I don't need to to belabor that at all. Like it was it was gross and it's awful to see them act that way about her. It's awful to see um how they just reduce her to this like and they they've essentially become sexual predators mm-hmm. in waiting in her apartment mm-hmm. like it's it's super uncomfortable and it doesn't seem like either of them at all Mm-mm. like up until this season it doesn't seem like a thing that eric ever would have done even as girl crazy as he was he wouldn't have come across this way right um but i thought the cory and topanga stuff was very good topanga was very frustrating cory though was very good and we always talk about how frustrating it is that cory can't communicate and in this episode he communicated multiple times on important things mm-hmm. and said exactly how he felt and god that would have been nice if he had always been like that <laughs> um but yeah the amy stuff was a little gross um uh, but it was understandable um um alan was fantastic feeney was so good um i don't know i there's there isn't much left to say but i enjoyed the episode Mm -hmm. there were things about it that bothered me and i can't believe how quickly we went i went from this eric and jack story isn't as bad and now it's like oh god this is the worst right and um i don't know I do have another thing to say about that, and I think I touched on it a little bit, but, like, I want to make it clear that I don't think that any woman is to blame for, you know, actions like Jack and Eric's. Mm -hmm. However, she has acknowledged the sexual tension. She has acknowledged the fact that she has said at this point, I could fall for either one of you. She is still walking over to them and like climbing all over them and kissing on them and doing those things. 
And while I do not fault her for their actions, I do fault her for her own. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, She she is doing things that are wrong too. Mm -hmm. Like, and um, that is frustrating because it discredits women who deal with people like Jack and Eric. mm -hmm. Yeah, and people are like, "Well, what were you doing?" Like, so. Well, and it, and it really was, like, at the time that this was coming out, this was probably one of the most watched shows on TV. Mm-hmm. And as we've said for years, so much of this probably influenced the way I live my life. Mm-hmm. And how many people were watching this and seeing how this was playing out, and they were thinking to themselves, well, see, that's why girls, the girls want it. They just act like they don't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it's really frustrating to watch that. Like, it's so damaging on so many levels. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to enjoy Boy Meets World. Yeah. And there are, like I like I said last week, there are episodes where Eric is good and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And they're the best episodes of the series in this season. And I am looking forward to those right this second. I cannot deal with the Eric Jack Rachel bullshit at all. Well, when Eric is, is with every, anyone else... He's still Eric. Right. It's only when it's Eric, Jack, and Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, or at this point, just Eric and Jack talking mm-hmm. about Rachel. Mm-hmm. But. It reduces both of them into these like, uh, 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 like they, they don't have like coherent thoughts. Yeah. And that's frustrating. It's very frustrating because we know Eric is an intelligent boy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's how I feel about this episode. Good. Why didn't you propose to me? Because I didn't have a podcast at the time and you did and you decided that you wanted to propose to me on your podcast. Have we ever talked about that? I don't, I don't know. We've been doing this podcast for so long. I don't remember if we talked about that. Yeah. If you guys. It's not like they can go back and listen to it. Right. So it doesn't matter. But he proposed to me on a podcast that he did. Yeah. With the thought that like. One, it would be a surprise. Like, Tanya would hear it, and she would have no idea that it was coming. And two, it would be preserved forever. And turns out, I was doing a podcast with somebody that I shouldn't have been doing a podcast with. And um, it's gone now, forever. <laughs> so, you don't have the files on your computer? I do, but it's it's not the same. Like, I like I love the idea of being able to pull up iTunes 15 years from now and being like, oh, that's when he proposed. Right. Or when I proposed. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Whatever. You had good intentions. It was very sweet at the time, and it was very confusing when everyone who had listened to it had was texting me like, have you listened to the podcast today? And I was like, uh, no, not at the moment. Like, I haven't listened to it yet. I haven't had a chance. And everyone's like, you have to listen to the podcast. I'm like, okay. It was very confusing because people that I know did not listen to that podcast every single week were texting me did you listen to it today and yeah. i'm like uh sister my sister why were you listening to that you don't listen to it every week oh it was it was easily the highest downloaded episode of that podcast uh so obviously it was a fantastic publicity stunt <laughs> <laughs> we gotta come up with something like that on this one. Oh no we're good okay we don't um, need publicity. We have a nice little community. Yeah, we have a fantastic community. And 
actually. Yeah. A way better community. It's a wonderful community. Um, so, Tanya. Yep. If people want to join that community, how can they do that? Well, they can go to Facebook and they can type in... Tyke? Tyke. <laughs> they can type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar and then join and Alden will approve you. And then we have like fun conversations. Answer the questions. Oh, yeah. Answer the questions. Um, and then you can also find us on Twitter at BMG and BMW. You can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. We had... You can send us snail mail at... No. We, um... <laughs> you can call Alden on his mm. cell phone at... No. Um... You can call me on my cell phone. Go ahead. Oh, good. You cut that out. I'm so glad. Oh, uh, I didn't cut anything out. No, you just didn't say it. You're acting like... You're all big and tough, but um, we had somebody apply for the Facebook group last week, and it was like, one of the questions is, how many episodes have you listened to? And that person just put zero. And I was like, that's all I needed. You answered the question. That's fine. You're in. So congratulations, new member that has never listened to our podcast. Yep. Um, just answer the questions. We've had a lot of people apply that didn't answer any of the questions. So anyway. They say apply like it's a job. I mean, how, what what would you call it? I don't know, but it sounds weird. I don't know what else to call apply it. Apply to our Facebook group. Now hiring <laughs> people who will talk. Um, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 6, Episode 2. Do good. Class dismissed.